All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Voice of Christian Israel on Eurofolk Radio, broadcasting live. And uh, today is June night, two thousand nineteen. And as usual, my co-host for these shows is Pastor David Martins in South Africa. Good, good day to you, sir. Good evening, Pastor Eli. Yes, thank you very much for uh, again accommodating me on your show. It's a most uh, most probably the enjoyable part of the weekend. Uh, uh, very good. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoy these shows and, uh, uh, of course, also the opportunity of uh, getting the message across of what is happening in South Africa and what is happening about the Boers, etc. Uh, yes, we have a lot of news, of course, today being the 31st of May, sorry, not the 31st of May, the 9th of June, but on the right. 31st of May, um, bears a very significant date in the history of the Boers. But uh, I think perhaps we could talk about that a little later. But to, uh, today they did the the Comrades Marathon. I think you most probably know of it. The run between Durban and Peter Maritzburg. Okay. And that is a distance of approximately 80 kilometers. And uh, it's one of those that they've put that particular part of the world on the on the world map okay but uh, nonetheless uh, i believe that my sister's daughter also ran her comrades today the comrades marathon mm -hmm. and uh, she finished within the 12 hours uh, <laughs> period of, right. it's it's a it's 80 kilometers um, within 12 hours which is not bad at yeah. all yeah that's, but, that's uh, tremendous yeah and people yeah. actually survive and don't collapse dead <laughs> in the middle of such a race? Uh, well, over the history of this race, um, quite a number of people have already collapsed and died. Right. Uh, heart failure, fatigue, and so on. Right. But uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things that carry a lot of, uh, I would say, a lot of esteem when people sure. say, I've been able to do my uh, yeah. 12 or 15 comrades, uh, it's like an achievement. It's like uh, a mountaineer who goes and he climbs uh, Kilimanjaro or even the uh, uh, the, the uh, various peaks of the Himalayas. Right. Mount Everest, yeah. perhaps. Mm -hmm. uh, because the, the comrades, the, the um, comrades marathon is the Mount Everest of the mountains in far, insofar as running is concerned. Right. But oh, okay. nonetheless... Nice to be on the show, Pastor. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. of course, winter hey, I, has set in fairly and squarely in South Africa, and I've spoken to a number of people across the country, and uh, everybody is is uh, talking about the cold. We've already, <laughs> in this past week, we've had our first snow mm -hmm. about 10, 20 kilometers from where we are. Okay. Yeah, because you are going into your winter, and we are going into our yeah. summer. Okay. So uh, th this is uh, something that uh, flat earthers can't explain. <laughs> Why the southern <laughs> what hemisphere? What can they explain? No, they can't explain anything. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so let's continue in our series on how the Jews see South Africa. And uh, there's an excellent history. I put the link in the show uh, in the chat room. Uh, the website is hofflandia.wordpress.com. I'll repeat that. Hofflandia.wordpress.com, and this is taken from a an article that was published in um, the 
Christian conservative uh, newspaper, uh, which was an identity newspaper published in um, in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, for many many years, and so and it reproduced here on this website. And so we left up because uh, we last week we had talked about the opium trade run by the Rothschilds and certain members of the British Parliament and uh, you know, uh, people like that, uh, Cecil Rose and his crowd, all being uh, you know, using the opium, the profits from the opium trade to finance the Boer Wars. Okay. And uh, that's pretty much where we left off last time. And he mentioned several families who made uh, lots of money off the opium trade and in slavery. And he mentions very uh, many British families. I'll pick it up here. The Sutherland family was one of the largest slave traders in the Americas. And you can add to the list the Laymans and the Rothschilds who entered the U.S. scene via the slave trade. As in the case of the opium war against China, the willingness of Her Majesty's government to use all of its resources to crush the Boers up to and including full-scale war to support its false claims to the Transvaal gold was evident at an early stage of the conspiracy. As in the case of the war on China, the British used ethnic and uh, ethnic origin and background as a weapon to promote unrest in the independent Boer republics of the Transvaal and the Orange Free State. Okay, so and uh, so we had talked about the British importing outlanders, that is strangers, foreigners, into the, the Boer republics in order to change the demographics there and pressuring the Boer people to allow these people to vote now, what do you think of that? You know, should you accept foreigners who had nothing to do and uh, don't, don't share your values? Uh, you should allow yeah. them to vote and change your culture? What do you think of that? Uh, Pastor, um, one of the things that also needs to be said is that the Cape Dutch actually flooded into the Transvaal to go and, or, or well, we can take a few steps back. In um, 1886, when, when diamonds were found in Kimberley, or um, actually not in Kimberley itself, but it was um, and, and in the area of Kimberley, uh, they insisted that the British go and colonize the Northern Cape. And that is how the Northern Cape, and the reason why the Northern Cape was colonized, and the, the Boers re retrieved from from the Northern Cape. Right. So when gold was discovered, um, of course, that changed the picture. Now they've all swarmed to the to the Transvaal. Now, right. the Northern Cape lies, that part of the Cape where, uh, Northern Cape where uh, the diamonds were found is very close to the Orange Free State. And of course, with the colonization of the Northern Cape the, and the Boers having um, retreated from that because they did not defend it. Mm -hmm. um, they then, of course, they then um, focused, the, the Cape Dutch then focused on uh, enticing uh, foreigners and, of right. course, other, right. other uh, Cape Dutch also to, to flood to the Transvaal. And they exerted, well, this was what I mentioned earlier on, was also setting up a false flag situation. They wanted, they insisted, they... Um, uh, purely because of, and, and um, I must say that the president of the Transvaal, uh, President Kruger, uh, he 
was very associated with the church. You must remember that the um, when the Boers, uh, um, when they came as uh, freeburgers into the Cape, they were forced into the Afrikaners' churches, and when they were, there were enough Boers who refused to uh, go to, to the, into the same church as uh, people of color went into, right. uh, because the, 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 the Dutch Reformed Church was open to everybody. Wow. And the and the Boers insisted on, and they established their own church. And now that was already in, in a generation or two after the first initial uh, um, Freeburgers came to the Cape. So when they had started their own church, but it was also very closely related, it is in fact spoken of as, as one of the three sister churches. And the, this church also... Uh, was a uh, very closely um, embroiled in the establishment of uh, the the Afri not the Afrikaner but the the Boer republics etc. Because um, Paul Kruger was a very staunch now now a very staunch believer in the reformist church, really? and being a staunch yes, and he he even preached uh, President wow. Paul Kruger. So when it came, he was very, he was an extremely bombastic person. He, <laughs> okay. uh, he, he was set on, for example, uh, in spite of the, the Boer Republic's, um, uh, the, the, uh, 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 I'm just trying to get the right word, the, the, uh, the, the, Law that governs the Boer Republics. Hold on, I'll just right. Um, uh, yeah, a, a particular law that. Uh, well, he didn't understand. Did uh, Kruger understand that the Boer people were Israelites, as most of the Boer tradition states? Wasn't he? Was he aware uh, of that or not? Boster, yes, he was. But they were so already. Uh, indoctrinated by the church that they okay. uh, they they thought or they propagated the idea that the people of this church, this reformist church, was um, uh, were all Israelites. Oh boy. Now, so it's, universalists so it, it, claiming to be Israelites. Catholic Church did well, the same thing. They claimed to be Israelites. Exactly. <laughs> of course it, it right. of course it played. Well I can recall, Pastor, when I was a kid at school, many of my school my school friends were members of this church and they they believed themselves to be Israelites, but they didn't know why. Yeah, now, <laughs> yeah. You should know why, and, right? <laughs> but, but by the same token, um, President Paul Kruger, being a very bombastic person, he um, uh, he preached on Sundays, for example, and he uh, had a lot of uh, friendship with the Jews. He believed that the Jews were God's chosen people, oh, and that. Uh, so you can see the, the this typical churchified yeah. dogma that clung to his whole uh, his whole image. But he's no better than Cromwell. He's no better than Cromwell he, then, <laughs> right? Bowing to the Jews. Thing, okay. But another thing that uh, he did, he he ignored many of the uh, the the, the um, chapters or the the. Of the Constitution, the Transvaal oh, okay. Constitution, 
which stated that uh, uh, certain people or appointments within the Volksrat, within the, the governmental body of the Boers, could only be done by virtue of a public right. uh, referendum. Right. Uh, and it, it often happened that he appointed individuals within the Volksrat without even discussing, without the Volksrat's even right. knowledge when they see there's just a new appointment. Right. And he was also given over to nepotism. Uh, so, and wow. when he was, when, when, when this point arose in the Volksrat, in the government of the uh, Boer Republic of Transvaal, um, that he was nepotistic, he would uh, and get annoyed and grab his, his satchel or whatever he would have with him, uh -huh. and he would walk out to the, <laughs> right. he would walk out to the Volksrat's uh, chambers. So which he meant that bit, he, he was a bit tyrannical and uh, exactly. not a very good president at all. Huh. But but this condition was exploited by these Cape Dutch Afrikaners, uh, and unfortunately, uh, and and as as you know, I, I I stand for the truth and irrespective of how it influences others right. on uh, and even how it influences me, I. I have vowed to stand for the truth, even if it. Even this, if you have to criticize um, Paul Kruger, even if it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, Pastor, I, I I cannot other than uh, put him under criticism because this is the facts that I've read in various books. Right. Uh, if if it if it was only books that were written by the British, I would have said, "Oh, yeah. forget it," you know. But it was also written by Boers that became annoyed. Uh -huh. With the way in which President Kruger conducted his Volksrat, oh, that's too I bad. mean, wow. one of the things that President Kruger did, for example, he allocated free of charge. He, he granted his church um, as land to build churches. In fact, the the uh, the Boer uh, Volksrat even. Um, provided in, in, in various forms money to his churches or for his churches to be built and established. But the, the grounds was given to them. Mm -hmm. And he also granted, after 1886, when the Dutch Reformed Church sent a commission to the Transvaal to negotiate or, in fact, to, to, to uh, discuss with President Paul Kruger's Volksraad, the um, f freedom of religion. Okay. Um, it, it, by that time, he had already made certain agreements with the Jewish people who had also flooded to the Transvaal, and he granted them um, half, exactly half the amount of land or the, uh, the, the, the uh, um, surface area of land that uh, he had granted to his own church. Mm -hmm. And when the Jews asked him, but, but sir, you, you granted so much to, the, to, the, your, to your own church, he would say to them, but hold on, we believe in the whole Bible and you only believe in half the Bible. So you're only entitled to half the amount of ground. <laughs> right. So that was, his, that was his sort of attitude. Right. And unfortunately, the Cape Dutch exploited that, and Jan Smuts and the Freemasons exploited exactly that. Sure, and sure. I, I have, I have on various occasions. It's not something I like to talk about because it shows that there's, in with even within the Boer 
uh, the Boers republics, there was this scourge of uh, nepotism. And yeah. this was actually done by young, um, by uh, President yeah. Paul Kruger very frequently. It was his nephew that was appointed as the chief of the police, and this was oh, that. Boy. And yeah. So it was very much a family thing. He, he, so, uh, in fact, right, right. So he's more of a, a more like a king <laughs> than an elected elected representative, right? Yeah. Uh, so, something that George Washington refused to accept. <laughs> right. Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad that Paul Kruger really uh, helped subvert the country he helped found. That's credit. So yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. One one can say it was a subversion because, uh, in the end, it was very often these decisions that he had made that had counted against him and counted that had counted uh, that had mounted, in fact, against his uh, his. Uh, ability Record. to govern yeah. the country. Right, right, yeah. So, yeah, very, very sloppy. And, uh, yeah, that's the problem that most of our presidents have had. Well, actually, most of our presidents uh, up until recently had opposed the Jews, the Jew moneylenders, throughout our history up until uh, yeah. Woodrow Wilson, okay? Woodrow Wilson, that's yeah. right. Right, and then the Jews had assassinated every president we ever had that opposed them, and that includes mm. Kennedy, includes Kennedy. Yeah. All right, and so uh, you know, none of our presidents had made common cause with the Jews until Wilson. Okay, and that would they they did by accomplish uh, uh, blackmail. They blackmailed him to get his uh, cooperation. All right, and passing the Federal yes. Reserve Act, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So okay, so it was. Uh, Kruger, the president of Transvaal only, or the yes. Orange Free State? Now, what, what was the what was happening in the Orange Free State at this time? Uh, Boston, the Orange Free State um, was established as a separate Boer Republic. One of the divisions, or the major divisions between the Boers of the Transvaal and the Boers of the Free State, was that many of the Boers of the Free State had become Freemasons while they were still in the Cape. Really. Wow. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. So, uh, and, which is worse, <laughs> having a usurper and, or, or a Freemason, right? Too bad. Yeah. W- Judaizer. W- w- well, w- uh, and that that was one of the major reasons why with, with the first Anglo-Boer War, the the mm-hmm. Boers from the Free State stayed out of the war. The, the, the second Anglo-Boer War, they decided to join the Transvaal Boers, but uh, uh, obviously that was already way too late because right. they had already made these um, agreements um, with the, 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 I would say more than agreements, they made, uh, um, uh, um, I'm looking for secret, the secret compacts, treaties. secret yeah. compacts mm-hmm. with the, the Cape Dutch Afrikaners and mm-hmm. uh, amongst which the Afrikaner bond. And as you know, we've already spoken about this quite yeah. often is that the Afrikaner yeah. bond was the vehicle by which the Cape Dutch had uh, enticed and incited the the first and the second Anglo-Boer Wars. Right. And where with which they, they promulgated or they propagated across the globe lies and deception and false accusations against the Boer republics. Right. Whereby they even in 
they, they, some of these Cape Dutch Afrikaners, in particular Onsi Jan Hofmeyer and Olive Schreiner, went to America and had public address or public meetings where they would address the people and already entice the people, the public of America, mm-hmm. to put pressure on the American government to come and annex the Boer Republics right. if they yeah. fail to, uh, to get the British to do that. Right. Well, in the same so you can way, see it yeah. was... In the same way, Mandela was promoted as a saint in uh, British churches, right? To get the British yes. people to you know, support Mandela when he was a terrorist, a communist thug terrorist. You know, and and it's, uh, people just believe what they hear. You know, I mean, if they hear something in the pulpits, it must be true, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. That's how Christians think. They never think to, to check this out for themselves, right? And, uh, you well, know. Uh, we go ahead. Yeah. Uh, when I, I I was in I visited uh, Holland way back in 1981 uh, on a six and a half, nearly seven week stint uh, business stint. Okay. And during my time there, I uh, purely because I have an, an interest in the surrounds, etc. I went around to uh, various of the towns that I uh, was centered in, and I visited. I would walk around in the town and looked at the various points of interest in which many cases were the local cathedrals. Mm-hmm. And at every one of these cathedrals, there were tables where you could actually pick up pamphlets uh, that um, propagated Nelson Mandela as being unjustifiably uh, that he was a saint, he was incarcerated <laughs> because of his Christian beliefs, etc. Oh, my goodness. So that was... But there was also what something ride. that caught me at the, at that time. They had pamphlets where in which they would say, and they called it Gast on Tafel, which meant guest at your table, where they, where they asked you to sacrifice the price of one meal every day and give that as a grant to the, uh, the, the uh, organization that, that collected money mm-hmm. and channeled this money to the a and C because it was a Christian organization Supposedly. for the <laughs> the African National Christians, right? <laughs> what uh, African what pro- National sheer, Communists, pro- right? Sheer propaganda. Well, communism in the churches. Uh, that's that's what uh, well, I did a post about communism in the churches here in America. Yeah, please continue. Yeah, the other thing is. The other thing is, some of those pamphlets on those tables was uh, were, for example, uh, about Richard Wurmbrandt being a being being prosecuted and persecuted in in uh, Russia at the time, and he was incarcerated because of his spreading Bibles, etc. So they allocated or they they classed Nelson Mandela within the same sort of realm yeah. as they had classified uh, Richard yeah. Wurmbrandt. But now he was we an anti-communist. Wurmbrand was an anti-communist. Exactly. But, but Mandela was a communist. <laughs> Amazing. But, but can you see how this this yeah. mass media, uh, uh, I would say, enticement or the mass media inflammation of the human brain in terms of understanding what it was all about? Yeah. In fact, it often happened when I was there, I would... Um, um, my my uh, colleagues that I worked with, uh, of course, they were all Dutch. Right. And, uh, well, some of them were Dutch. There was a guy from Australia um, also during that time and 
we spent a lot of time, um, uh, for example, when we visited the harbor, etc., we would go out to lunch and etc. But it often happened that I was invited to visit some of my colleagues at home, and then w the, the first thing they asked me, Dave, you from South Africa, um, uh, what is this about Nelson Mandela, you know, and I would tell them, they would be shocked. Mm -hmm. People would, in fact, I could, I could sense them looking at me in sort of disgust when I said, hold on, Nelson Mandela is not even a Christian. They would not believe it. They would say, but hold on, what we hear on the news and on the TV, etc. And I would say to them, look, if you want to know what it's all about, he was incarcerated because of bombings. They, right. they had not heard that he was uh, what, the, the uh, saboteur or the person yeah. who actually... Terrorist. In, 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 yeah, he was a terrorist leader. But, but they, they even, uh, I can recall at one particular um, um, occasion where one of my, uh, my hosts uh, was living in Bilderberg, uh, uh, in... in, in uh, uh, I'll get the built it's it's called Biltoven. It is like the the very expensive upper crust uh, upper crust um, district of Hilversum. Yeah. Okay. And and my host um, took me to his his cellar. He had a cellar of about must have been about the the size of one and a half uh, one and a half rooms. Um, Okay. But lengthwise, filled with wine, and he would take me, <laughs> and right. he had racks and racks of wine. He asked okay. me, he showed some of his wines were from 1912 and 1913. He had some wines. He said to me, "Don't even look at that. Those are, uh, it's not drinkable anymore. It comes right. from the 1800s." Right, sure. But he, he said to me, "Yeah, I, I'm because I'm his host. I, I, I sorry, uh, because I'm yes. his his guest." He, he said to me, Dave, you can pick any of these wines irrespective of the value of it. Right. And I said to him, show me your youngest. Okay. And he took me to his youngest and I said to him, I'm not a wine drinker. I wouldn't want to, to drink his most, yeah, I would say wine. his most precious wine. wine. Yeah, right. Because I will have, I, I have very little, um, I, I cannot palate it. And enjoy it. I would rather have a very young wine. And he said to me, he can't believe this. If he was in my shoes, he would go for this or this or this. And it's <laughs> 1931, it's 1922, 1927. Right. And I would say to him, but, but those are not, in any case. So he opened a bottle of wine that was only two years old. And he said to me, He's never had wine of his own wine that was, as so, he had so stated, that was right. that was so um, unadulterated yeah. or, or something. <laughs> really, right? Yeah. But but that showed you how much he appreciated or he respected me in terms of my the right. fact that I had visited him, mm -hmm. and yet when I mentioned when I mentioned that. Uh, Nelson Mandela was a terrorist, and that was why he was incarcerated. I could sense the change in his attitude towards me. He became sort of yeah. uh, coldish. It, mm -hmm. it was as if I had damped the whole evening's event by calling right. Nelson Mandela a yeah. um, terrorist. Hey, yeah, you shattered his illusion. 
He didn't want. He didn't like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Right. 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 Yeah. So uh, this is uh, what we're constantly dealing with. The vast majority of uh, white Christians still believe that the Jews are God's chosen people, and we, when you tell them no, they're terrorists, communists, and warmongers, not God's chosen people at all. You know, you see the quizzical look on their face when you tell them that, right? And they can't believe you. You're lying well, to them. No, the Jews have been lying to you. You tell them they're Edomites. You get this frown on the, or you see <laughs> right this on their face. faces, and yeah, they ask you, what's an Edomite? What's an Edomite, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a Jew. That's what an Edomite is. It's a Jew. Exactly. All right. Yeah. All right. So continuing. Uh, so after this, the discovery of gold in the Transvaal, and, the, or, and then the Orange Free State, as you mentioned, got dragged into the Second Boer War, following the discovery of gold in the Transvaal, a steady stream of foreigners flocked to the Transvaal. It was not long before the model of the Scottish Rite Freemason movement used in China was also put to good use by the British in South Africa. As in China, the mix was Italians, Jews, and of course local Chinese. During the life and after his death, the dirty tricks operation of Lord Palmerston's China gang of ethnic Jews, the Order of Zion of the London-based court Jews, was put to work in South Africa to foment unrest and to demand voting rights and a voice in government, something the vastly outnumbered Boers could not permit. Okay, so the Jews will use immigration as mm. a means of overthrowing a country. All right, that's what they're doing yeah. to the, all the white nations, exactly what they did to your country. And these days that we're talking about, the Jews are doing it to every white nation right now. Also, Pastor, when after the unification of South Africa, of course, under the uh, Jews of the Cape, well, we call them Cape Dutch, but they're actually Jews, the Cape Dutch Afrikaners. Right. The first thing that Jan Smuts did, the first thing that Jan Smuts and Louis Berta did, was, of course, to disin, uh, um, uh, uh, disown numerous thousands of Boers from their farms, and these farms were granted to the Cape Dutch who participated in the subjugation of the Boers to the, uh, the uh, Afrikaners, or the Cape Dutch. Now, these Boers became beggars. Mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> they, were sub they were subjected to becoming beggars, and they could only apply for work if they could produce... Um, letters of con uh, uh, um, uh, of, of uh, recommendation by the local Dutch reformed ministers. Mm -hmm. So they were again, after Jan van Riebeek's days, the Boers were again forced into the Cape Dutch Afrikaners churches. That's right. Wow. You can't so get you away can see from that this, Yeah. Yeah. You, you cannot get away from these Jews while they force the people into the churches. Always at our heels, so, just like it says in Genesis exactly. 3.15. Always exactly. biting at our heels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, it continues here because this uh, the, the similarity, you know, we had the, four, the gold rush of 1949, but... Uh, this was, although there was a Jew by the name of Levi Strauss <laughs> who got involved in it and, and made uh, dungarees, they called them jeans. Uh, you know, he got rich that way. Yeah. Uh, this this was not. Uh, this was pretty much spontaneous because this was actually prior to our civil war, uh, the gold rush here. Mm. But the gold rush in your country included a lot of 
outlanders, foreigners that were brought in by the Jews deliberately to uh, undermine your country. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, brought in by the Cape Dutch Afrikaners mm-hmm. and lured into into the Boer republics by the Cape Dutch Afrikaners. Right. Right. Okay. So he says. Like their American counterparts, the Boers had moved thousands of miles to ensure their freedom from British control. They loved independence more than anything else, suffered incredible heart, just like our pioneers and even the gold rush people, okay? Mm. Uh, Like the American colonists, they opened up the vast African hinterland through their blood, sweat, toil, and tears. The story of the great trek from the Cape is one of the most moving in the annals of modern man and his search for individual freedom and liberty. These hardy, God-fearing Christian people carved a civilization out of the African wilderness, which the blacks were unable to do, by the way, in much the same way as did the American colonists. Now, Just a moment, Pastor. Yes, okay. Okay, one must add here, it says there, or this uh, writer says, God-fearing Christian people. Now, um, uh, um, the writer of the books uh, of... um, uh, um, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle mm-hmm. he wrote about the Boers and he said that they were dire fatalistic old religion or Old Testament uh, religion right. mm-hmm. he spoke about the dire fatalistic Old Testament religion which is in contrast to what they say, what this guy says they God-fearing Christian people right. in fact they were not Christians in fact they fled from Christian controlled and dominated right. Europe mm-hmm Right, yeah, so they knew they were Israelites, and they, they practiced the religion as they saw fit, right? Yeah. So, but uh, did they, uh, well, that brings to a question, uh, obviously they would have recognized the coming of the Messiah, right? So yes, they would be which Christians. they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely so. So were they, they uh, were of, Christians of course, in that sense, yeah, P- continue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. of, of course, that w- w- when after their arrival in the Cape, they were subject, subjected to uh, the Dutch Reformed Church, and of course, they accepted the uh, various rites and rituals of the Dutch Reformed Church, and they became yeah. members of the Dutch Reformed Church. Of course, that exposed them to the gospel, which, uh, of, of course, in spite of the fact that they had... Um, uh, been Israelites and had uh, basically rejected the New Testament on the basis of the New Testament being the the book that was used to, in fact, uh, 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 persecute them and torture okay. them in Europe. Yeah, by the Catholic so Church. So over two, yeah, over understood. a matter of one and a half to two generations, over mm-hmm. a, one and a half to two generations, of course, mm-hmm. those persecutions were. Um, it, it disappeared or dissipated to a large degree by the uh, bombardment of the teaching that they were given in the Dutch Reformed Church. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, of course, yes, in, in that sense, they did become Christians, but that was their downfall. Right, yeah, because they became Judeo-Christians, not real. You know, that's, yes. Because that's what the Catholic Church and the, and the Daughters of Rome teach. They teach Judeo-Christianity, not real yeah, Christianity. Exactly. And the the Boer kept racial segregation, which was real Christianity, right? 
the Christian yeah. separatism. That's what we. That's another word yeah. for it here. Christian identity, Christian separatism. Separatism. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Because yeah, that's what the Bible demands. It demands that we stay racially yeah. separate from the other races. Okay, and not integrated. Mm-hmm. So we can see that the Reformed Dutch churches were already practicing universalism, uh, multiculturalism. Uh, you name it. You know, uh, inventing new stuff yeah. that the Bible does not uh, uh, teach. Or encourage in any way, yeah. okay? So anyway, so he, they were definitely God-fearing people, no doubt about that. Absolutely. Okay. Now, owing yeah. to the machinations of the Order of Zion, the Freemasons, led by Rhodes and Milner, and the inside planning of the two Jews in Johannesburg, Byte and Werner, who later yes. became fabulously wealthy at the expense of the Boers. The Boers were faced with a full-scale war by the most powerful army in the world at the time. Now, we had talked about Byte. Byte was a friend of Kruger, right? That's correct. Um, He was uh, a Jewish industrialist and, of course, a very close friend of Cecil John Rhodes. Mm -hmm. So Kruger was was involved with these uh, horrible internationalists and Jews. Wow. Absolutely. And, in fact, he he, he was... Uh, his position as president and and his, uh, I would say, his tenderness in the way in which he dealt with the Jews was being exploited by the Jews because they provided him with all the luxuries in life. Right. At the expense at the expense of him granting mining rights on Boers' farms, mm-hmm. and the Boers were expropriated by, yeah, even by by the Volksraad or by the government, the Boers' government, in in favor of. The, yeah. the Jewish industrialist who made sure that President Paul Kruger was well-to-do with Amazing. his requirement of luxuries. So, so yes, and, and I've, I've, mentioned, I've mentioned this on a number of occasions, and quite a number of my even close Facebook friends have, have, have uh, yeah. uh, wrapped like, me over like the You're thing. saying it's mad things about, uh, about Nelson Mandela, right? You're getting the same reaction. Exactly, because people have idolized President Paul Kruger as, as yeah. the last real president that the Boers had. But he was the one that left his ship while his ship was sinking. Right. And this is a fact that I've oh, stated man. on numerous occasions. He yeah. left the ship sinking and he was the reason why the ship was was the, yeah. <laughs> was floundering. Pastor Martins, this is a hard pill to swallow for a Absolutely, lot of people. Absolutely, Pastor. But... Uh, I believe you. I, this is uh, yeah. Here, because it happens so to so often to uh, the leaders of our people who are being faded and flattered by the Jews yeah. to ignore the the will of the people and uh, the very the, the very plight and the future of their country and hand it over to the Jews, thinking that they're God's chosen people. <laughs> right? They sacrifice. Yeah. They exactly. S- Pastor, they sacrificing their whole freedom of their nation mm-hmm. in their future That's by right. doing what Paul Kruger did. Mm-hmm. Of course, That's, he was he yeah. did he, because being a Dutch Reformed um, subject, right. he, his mind was mm-hmm. yeah. That's basically what it means. He, he his mind was set on. Um, to a very large degree, with, with on, on rather on church dogma than on biblical truths. Mm-hmm. So, he, right. uh, of 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 course, 
in doing that, he was without spiritual uh, discernment. Yes. Because in the Dutch Reformed or the churches, something which is lacking these days, and it's lacking oh, yeah. more and more to a greater degree, is the ability to, to do spiritual discernment. And that is because people have become, uh, no, they have not become. If you, if you look at the whole thing about church, churches from the outset being a circus. Right. And it's busy returning to being a circus. And that is what it's going to be in the end. It's a big, massive circus, uh, uh, an institute of entertainment. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. <laughs> Especially the television variety. <laughs> right. The exactly. What a circus that is. All right. Yeah. So, okay. So, in, as in the case of the Chinese opium diplomacy, the same tactics were used to stir up trouble inside the Boer republics. The Transvaal had gained legal independence from the British at the Sand River Convention. The Transvaal, ruled by Paul Kruger and the Volksraad People's Council, was a legal entity. To undo this, the Jewish agitators Byte and Werner were put to work under the direction of Lord Alfred Milner and Cecil John Rhodes to overturn the independence of this small nation and grab the gold. Grab the gold. Mm -hmm. The richest strikes ever found for themselves and for international Jewry. I agree with this analysis 100%. Your comment. By the way, who's There's Werner? another king. There's another... Okay. Uh, Pastor, I, I think this is a, a, an incorrect way of spelling it. I haven't come across this spelling of Werner yeah, as with, yet. With an H. She's got an H in it. Uh, which, uh, yeah. Okay. But uh, I, think, I think the important thing that um, needs to be told here is this, and that is that um, while this was going on in, in the Republic of Transvaal, um, Onse Jan Hofmeyer, I've spoken quite a bit about him. Onse Jan Hofmeyer and Cecil John Rhodes went across to London and they conspired with Amschild Rothschild mm -hmm. uh, because they wanted the war. They not merely, uh, this wasn't enough for them that the, the um, Boer Republic's government was put in, under pressure on a local basis. What they wanted was a full-scale war against the Boers. That's and right. Uh, if, if one looks, for example, at the most, there were 47,000 Boer uh, farmers whom mm -hmm. took up arms against against the British, but there were 487 or 478,000 British out of the empire yeah, half a that million. came. I mean, I mean yeah. they were soldiers. Right. Half a million. Yeah, trained soldiers. Uh, that, yeah. is not, that is not a matter of uh, annex. But it's not a matter of you're going to annex uh, uh, a little Boer republic. It's a matter of you're going to kill everything that comes before you. That's right. And it was in spite of the fact, I, I mean, they could not, after 18 months of war, half a million uh, um, subjects, or, or, or I call the mercenaries of the Cape Dutch Afrikaners, half a million of Cape Dutch Afrikaners uh, mercenaries could not subjugate the Boers. So they turned the war onto the Boers' wives and children. Right. And when they did that, of course, and that was also by the enticement of the Cape Dutch Afrikaners or a Cape Dutch Afrikaner who whispered in the ear of Lord Milner and said, why don't we put up concentration camps and right. we gather all the women. And uh, uh, I've, I've read this on more than one occasion, but it was about four years ago. We... Right. Um, and, and I had the name, I could remember the name of the person who actually did this. 
but I'll have to go and search for it again because many people um, ascribe the concentration camps to Alfred Molnar, but he was basically lured into uh, calling out for concentration camps to be built. And then, okay. of course, when these camps had, had, to, be had to be built... It had to be a Jew who thought the idea up. <laughs> right? okay. Well, Cape Dutch bet. Afrikaners are Jews. Okay, all right. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then what they did, Pastor, now remember it was 478,000 em empire soldiers that came to annex the Boer republics. And when they decided on the concentration camps, they went and they acquired the services of black mercenaries in the Cape, I mean, in the in the Africa, mm -hmm. to build these concentration camps. And wow. now, now in these days, we even find, we even find uh, the, the historians uh, telling everybody that these uh, 30,000 blacks that came were also in concentration camps and they also were subject to the same dire conditions that the Boer women were and the Boer children were subjected to, which is a lot of bull twang. These uh, blacks were accommodated in camps, but it were not concentration camps. These camps were in Work fact camps. Yeah, workers camps where they right. were being held because remember that they were brought in from Africa and they wanted to ensure that they were... Now, on, on various occasions, I've read about um, Boer generals that made, uh, that, that complained to the authorities, and this was dealt with on a high level, on, on uh, President Paul Kruger's uh, level, mm -hmm. where he complained that uh, um, after the concentrations, or well, when the concentration camps were built, the, um, the British garrisons went around uh, led by Cape Dutch Afrikaners to go and gather the women and the children off mm. the farmsteads right. and take them to the concentration camps. Now, many of the Boers women and children fled the farmstead when they saw the, the, the British coming. Right. When they heard that the British were coming, they would flee the farmsteads and they would go and hide in in the bushes, on the brushes, on the sloughs, you know, the valleys, etc. But um, in this way, there were many of these uh, 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 garrisons, these black government garrisons, where, excuse me, even the the uh, blacks laborers were armed, mm -hmm. and where they were shooting and killing white the the, the Boer women and children, right. in spite of the fact that the a Boer woman would, for example, tear uh, the white part of her dress off and hoist it on a piece of stick, showing that yeah. they were surrendering. The right. blacks would still. Shoot, shoot anyway. and kill them. Right, right. So these blacks were in, in effect conscripted uh, for what? From various countries nearby, essentially hired as mercenaries slash slaves on behalf of they the would, British. They had no choice, right? Well, Pastor, they were gotten from places like Kenya, Mombasa, etc. Okay. So it, uh, they were brought in by ship. And had it been closer, they would have been brought overland, but they were brought in by ship uh -huh. and then, uh, of course, moved off to where they wanted the concentration camps to be built. So this thing that the, the, the blacks wow. were also incarcerated in concentration camps is a lot of B-U-L-L. -L. Yeah. 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They always, and then they blame it on the Boers, <laughs> right? And then they, and the they accuse the Boers of, uh, of mishandling the blacks when it was the other way around. You know, the British did yeah. this against the Boers. Okay. Now he yeah. continues, the foreigners who held no voting rights were stirred up to demand voting rights and changed in the governing constitution. If this sounds familiar, it is the self-same pattern still being used around the world today. The so-called majority rule plot. The Jews, exactly. Jews, ever the smoldering underground force in any country, were particularly active in the Boer republics. They led demonstrations and riots, protests, uh, George Soros comes to mind, and petitions to Queen Victoria. Now, one might well, ask, that, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Th- th- those petitions to Queen Victoria was done by the Cape Dutch Afrikaners, yeah, Pastor. Right. If, if, you, <laughs> if, you go in, if you go into the archives of the Hansard, the British um, uh, publication of, let's say, the diary of what the the events are in the, uh, the in the British Parliament. It's called the Answered. Mm-hmm. And if you go into the archives of that, you will find again and again how um, this Onse Jan Hofmeyer actually entices or even stretches uh, 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 and and emphasizes uh, uh, false accusations against the uh, Boer Republic, yeah, even. Right. We haven't spoken about the convention of Pretoria as yet. There was a Pretoria convention as well. I think it was, uh, I've forgotten exactly the date, but that was because the British came to see whether these um, accusations were true and they were found to be false. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so all of this conniving, conspiracy, uh, backstabbing, against the Boer people, and, you know, they had no idea that these things were going on. But all they knew was that uh, the British were invading and they had to fight back. Yeah, That's all they well, knew. The, the uh, Onse Jan Hofmeyer, of course, enticed the Boers into joining up with the Afrikaner bond mm-hmm. with the uh, uh, enticement, or what he stated was, in, in uh, trying to raise the fear of the Boers of such an attack. And he would say right. that, uh, we should stand together because the English are coming to steal our land. The English are coming to steal our land. So the Boers joined the Afrikaner Bond. And of course, that is one of the uh, things which I believe is the reason why the Boers had gone into the wrath of the Almighty. Mm-hmm. And because we, we, uh, we also read in the scriptures that the, uh, the father, uh, Yahweh, visits the sins of the fathers on the, to the children of the third and the fourth generation. And right. because of these bondages and these uh, agreements that they had made with the Cape Dutch Afrikaners, yeah. we are now subject to, the th- well, we are the third generation, in fact, the end part of the third generation. And uh, as I sent you the, the article that over the past five months, 100, I think it was 124, uh, um, I just need to get back to that, 124 uh, farm attacks and 20 farm killings mm. just in the Western Cape in the past five months. Wow. So you can see that this this is something yeah. which is busy escalating. Yes, yes. It's amazing the Boer people have survived to this point in time. Given it's the, the a miracle constant that extermi- Yes, constant uh, war of extermination being foisted against your people, Pastor Martin. It's, it's, you know... Uh, but if anything, they need to turn back to Yahweh more than ever, right? Yes, absolutely. More than ever, okay? Well, we're just yeah. about out of time, So, but let me finish this, because what he's saying hmm. here is so right on the money, okay? And so uh, 
Now, one might ask, what right did these foreigners have to petition the Queen of England when the question of law and order of voting rights rested with an independent government? That of Paul Kruger and the yeah. poor citizens of the Transvaal Republic. And this is what I've been saying yeah. all along about these illegal immigrants. The Democratic Party is importing these illegal immigrants, giving them voting rights. What right do the Democrats have yeah. to do this? You know, it's not yeah. their country, and but that's how they operate because they're Jew-controlled. So, so yes, the Republicans, absolutely. but the Democrats even more so. And the, the, it's to subvert America. Absolutely, yeah. And there's always there's always a very um, obscure uh, um, a purpose of the uh, modus operandi and the agenda. Now they don't like to reveal it, but the total subjugation of the whole world's population lies at the root of that pasta. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So importing voters <laughs> is a old time Rothschild trick. They've been using this trick yeah. for hundreds of years to destroy uh, the sovereignty of any nation that they target. Okay? Absolutely. Now, in South Africa, you've got also Chinese. You've got, you know, blacks coming from other countries outside of the Republic of South Africa. Uh, you have uh, Indians, right? The, the, the yes. Gandhi Indians. Yes. They're using every possible ethnicity to uh, outvote you. Pastor, yes, and of course, uh, even in uh, Dr. Favot's days, now people don't like me saying this, but even in Dr. Favot's days, those were the days when uh, the, the, he permitted the mines to import uh, these um, workers from Mozambique and Botswana and from all over, even as far afield as uh, northern uh, um, Zambia and uh, uh, Democratic Republic of um, of, of uh, uh, the Congo mm-hmm. to come and work in the mines, in spite of the fact that there were blacks available to do the work. Mm-hmm. So of course they were creating a strife amongst these blacks as well, That's because right. the foreigner blacks were taking the work of the. And this is how you generate xenophobia, and of yeah, course xenophobia right. is being up and <laughs> yeah, yeah, which they call apartheid, <laughs> right? So it was the British well, some, who created the apartheid system, well, and then uh, they're yeah. using that to ex- create racial tensions, not just between whites and blacks, but all the other people they've been importing. Blacks and blacks. Mm-hmm. But you see, that is how they create the problem so that they can instate their solution. The and of course, every time, right. yes, yeah. every mm-hmm. time they provide the solution to the problem that they created, it takes them one step closer to the final objective. The Hegelian dialectic. Right, yeah. Employed with precision by the Rothschilds. Uh, stirring up local trouble. And then, you know, the indigenous people have no idea that uh, there's an outside force bringing all these foreigners in. You know, th- these people are, didn't make up their minds, oh, let's leave Britain and, and invade uh, South Africa. No, they were instigated to do this by the Rothschilds. Mm. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, the Rothschilds were brought into the picture by uh, this conspiracy between Cecil John Rhodes and um, Onse Jan Hofmeyer that visited right. Rothschilds to tell them, look, uh, the British don't want to um, come and annex the Boer republics, but we want the Boer republics annexed. We are, we are offering, we are... Yeah. 
um, w w w you can have the all the, the diamonds and the gold as long as you get the British to come and annex the Boer Republics. Because what the Cape Dutch Afrikaners, their slogan was mm -hmm. Africa for the Afrikaners. And that was their first hurdle was the Boer Republics. Right, right, yeah. When they were actually, but the Afrikaners means for the Cape Dutch. <laughs> and, uh, and they planned to freeze out the Boer people. The Boer people didn't understand oh. the duplicity of that phrase. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, one more statement here. As in the case of the Palmerston and Second Chinese Opium War, the British moved with alacrity to intervene in the internal affairs of Kruger's Republic, notwithstanding the fact that the British had given up any such rights under the terms of the Sand River Convention. And the Bloemfontein Convention. Okay. So uh, here mm. we go. You know, I mean, so what kind? You cannot make a deal with the Jews. They will yeah. always stab you in the back. And that goes for communists, because communism was invented by the Jews, too. All right, yes, so capitalism, capitalism was the antithesis of the communist right. thesis. And, of course, the synthesis is yeah. uh, creating Glo a state that is lawless and ruleless. Uh, Globalism. Uh, well, like South Africa's, uh, South Africa's at the moment. Okay. Uh, I mean... One of the things that they do these days is, of course, they're hijacking, hijacking trucks that uh, transport um, uh, products across the, the country. And More they opium. Absolutely <laughs> More opium. Opioids, right? A lot of but, states uh, in America even, have an opioid even, crisis. Yeah. Even groceries. And I see something that happened uh, just in this past day or two. Um, they caused the truck to overturn, uh, and the truck was full of chickens. Oh, so right. they marauded free chicken, free the chickens. chickens. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they've done that with they've done that with trucks transporting potatoes. They've done that with trucks. Uh, th th they've even burned trucks with car motor cars on them because that they they, they because the ANC does not deliver the services that the ANC right. promised. <laughs> right. So they they have to steal it. If the government doesn't provide yeah. what it promises, you have to steal it. That's civilization in South Africa, folks. Yeah. Coming to a neighborhood near you. All right. And it's uh, coming. It's coming. And faster definitely, and faster. it's coming to America as well, Pastor. Yeah, that's it. It's already here. There's no doubt about this. Okay. All right. So, I see our time's up. Yeah, our see time's up. And then, uh, you know, we'll, I think we can do one more show on this subject. Is outstanding information provided by this author. <laughs> so, okay, folks, thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. We'll see you all next Sunday on Voice of Christian Israel. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Pastor. And praise Yahweh. Praise Yahweh.